This audio download is the extended version of the Family Life Today radio program. Your download is made possible by Family Life Legacy Partners. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Friday edition of our broadcast. We've been talking all this week and, in fact, back into last week about the traps that are laid for our children as they head from childhood into adolescence. And one of those traps, Dennis, is the trap of unresolved anger. You know, James chapter 1, verse 19 directs us, let everyone be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, Mm -hmm. slow to wrath. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a reason why the apostle James exhorted us thus. It's because every human heart that's ever been made is, uh, is not quick to hear is not slow to speak and is certainly swift to be angry. Mm-hmm. We have within us that natural tendency to get ticked off at other people. In fact, uh, Barbara and I on more than one occasions have uh, just kind of pushed back and going, why is it that there is so much conflict in our family? Mm-hmm. And it's because we have so many people in our family. <laughs> we have a lot of human beings. Barbara, welcome to the broadcast. There is something about childish anger that we see displayed in a a three-year-old or a four-year-old who doesn't get his or her way. And as adults, we almost smile at some of those expressions Mm -hmm. of anger just because they're so immature. Mm -hmm. But we quit smiling when it's a 13-year-old or a 15-year-old who is expressing uh, some mixture of childish anger and adult response. Yeah, because it's a lot more difficult to handle. A little three-year-old or a four-year-old, you're still bigger than they are. You can reason with them. You can put your arms around them and love them. And you know you can probably make it okay pretty quickly Mm -hmm. as a parent. You know you can fix it. But with a teenager, you don't know that you can fix it. You don't know what the problem necessarily is. And the volume goes up and the rage goes up. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. because of their size, they can Mm -hmm. do more damage not only to someone else but to themselves. And so it's a much more frightening prospect to have an angry teenager. And, And many times the source is not the child. The source is the parent. What do you mean? Well, I want to read you a story from uh, our book, Parenting Today's Adolescent. We begin by asking the question, have you ever had a scene like this at your house? Two of our teenagers were asked to clean the kitchen together. Over the next 45 minutes, I came back in to inspect their work three times. The first time, they were arguing about who had done the most. I asked them kindly to keep on working. Mm -hmm. The next time I came back, they were bickering about who had to sweep the floor. I calmed their emotions and encouraged them to finish the job. Finally, after I'd inspected their half-hearted work, the two of them gave me this lame excuse that they didn't know what a clean kitchen should look like. Now, hang on. You're sounding angry even as you read this story. (laughs) As I relive this, this makes me mad. Well, I, I write in the book, that did it. This normally unflappable dad flipped. The anger that I had controlled during the prior visits erupted and spewed out like lava. I went on a tirade about how they were so disrespectful, how they were conning me and just generally being disobedient. I picked up a box of Kleenexes and in an unsanctified flurry of rage, flung the box near their feet hard. I whirled around, stormed out of the kitchen, stomped out the front door, slamming it shut. Standing there on the front porch with my blood pressure higher than the stock market, (laughs) two profound thoughts dawned on me. First, 
it's really cold out here. <laughs> Why am I standing here freezing? And those two teenagers are inside warm as toast. I'm the father. I'm the one who's paying for this house, and I'm supposed to be in charge. The second thought settled like the cold in my bones and pierced me. My anger has gotten the best of me. I'm acting like a foolish child. I conclude the story by writing, I don't recall how long I stayed outside, nor do I recall the exact words of my apology to our children that followed, I do recall coming to an important realization. If I'm going to do my part in helping these children grow up emotionally and know how to appropriately express their anger, Mm -hmm. then I've got to finish the process of growing up, too. Mm. (laughs) And you know what, Bob? I'm convinced that's one of the reasons why God gave us children. He wanted us to finish the process of growing up emotionally of us learning how to properly process our anger and handle it in a biblical, mature fashion. And, and you know, there's not a parent listening. Okay, maybe there's one or two, but I and I want to meet them someday. Oh, yeah, really, I do too. <laughs> but, but most of us have been pushed right up to that point by our kids where we just get so frustrated that all that comes out is the lava that you described – as you shared that story, we right. just erupt in anger. What's at the core, Barbara, of of an angry response, whether it's on the part of a parent or a child? Well, I think a lot of times the the core is a, is a feeling of hurt. I think our kids get hurt at school. They get hurt by one another because siblings are just unmerciful to one another. Mm. But I think what's hard for mom and dad is that mom and dad know that we're doing our best. As a parent, we are trying our hardest to raise our kids right, to do what we can for them, to serve them, to provide all these opportunities for them. And when they come back and yell something hateful to us mm-hmm. or uh, or get angry back at us, that hurts our feelings. And we think, gosh, why am I doing all this? If this is the kind of thanks I get or this is the kind of response I get, it hurts our feelings. And so we, in turn, get angry back at them. And it just it just goes on and on and gets worse and worse. It feels it. If there's anything I've seen that really hurts Barbara and can can so impact her that really ticks her off, it's when the children are not respectful of her as a mom. Mm-hmm. And they start mugging her and taking advantage of her. And so one of the things that Barbara and I have, have learned that has really helped us is that when we feel angry, to not just vent that anger or express that anger, but to help one another find out what it was that made us feel that anger, mm-hmm. especially with the children. And the reason is, is because teenagers are still children, and we cannot expect them to behave as adults. We are adults, and our children should not expect us to behave as children. Right. In order for the adult to call the child to maturity, it assumes and presumes that the adult is acting like an adult. Mm -hmm. And the adult is properly expressing his or her anger in a biblical fashion. And the the Bible's real clear about anger. Anger's not wrong. It's not wrong to feel angry. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, be angry and yet do not sin. There is a sense in which you can be angry and not sin against another person. But when our children get angry in adolescence, and by the way, if you're one of those 
moms or dads right now, and your children are in that age that Barbara and I called the golden years, which is uh, from about six years of age on to 10, 11, 12, right before they hit adolescence, that period of time can lull you to sleep. And you can you can say, I don't understand what he's talking about here. I can't relate to that. Well, you know what? Just listen carefully. Take some notes. Get the book. Your and, day will come. And brace yourself. <laughs> right. Because you know what? Anger is a part of growing up, and I don't understand it, but all of our kids have gone through a period, our girls included, where they've had to learn how to process their anger. Our sons literally ripped the door off the hinge Mm -hmm. to their room, Mm -hmm. fighting with each other and being angry with each other. And the reason I share that is not, not to boast of that, but I share that just to let you know how normal it is for teenagers to express anger and sometimes do it in an inappropriate way. It wasn't right for our boys to to rip that door off, but they did. And they had to learn what was the appropriate expression of their anger. And, Bob, if we're going to help our kids, it means that we can't get in the mud puddle with them. Mm -hmm. I like to look at anger like it's a mud puddle. And the child gets off in the mud puddle and he's experiencing it and he's splashing around in it. And he may even enjoy being angry. But if the adult is going to help the child out of the mud puddle, it it demands that the adult not get in the mud puddle with the child. Mm-hmm. At that point, the child has won. If the child can convince you to get in the mud puddle with him and start slinging mud and getting ticked off, at that point, you can't lead that child to maturity and how to properly process his or her emotions. Instead, at that point, you're in need of someone coming alongside you and pulling you out of the mud puddle and instructing you how to deal with your own emotions. And that's why it's so important that we be in touch ourselves with our own emotions and uh, understand what's taking place in us as adults. Barbara, here's the tension that parents face. We want to allow our kids the emotional freedom to express what they're feeling. We don't want them to bottle it up and act like they can't express what they're feeling. But when they're feeling anger, that expression may be completely inappropriate. I know you and Dennis have two or three things where it's out of bounds for your kids to express this kind of anger. Yeah, that's right. We've talked about uh, what's appropriate and what's not. And we've we've really worked hard to uh, help our kids feel comfortable expressing how they feel about things because we want them to um, communicate and be able to understand what's going on inside of them. But there have to be boundaries on that. They can't just express uh, completely freely because they're going to cross boundaries and they're going to do some things that might be damaging. And those things are, for our family anyway, one is when they're angry, we don't allow them to be disrespectful to us as parents. And another thing that we... um, don't allow them to do when they're angry is to say things that would be emotionally damaging to their siblings or to parents for that matter. But primarily that comes up with siblings. For instance, uh, we wouldn't allow our kids to say to a brother or a sister, I wish you'd never been born Mm -hmm. or I wish you weren't in our family. Those kinds of things are hurtful statements that you can't just say, oh, he didn't really mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really does a lot of damage in a child's life. And when Barbara says that we don't allow that, it means if it's expressed. Well, that's how you teach when it's not allowed is when they make the mistake and say something like that. You go back in and you correct, correct it, it. And then you penalize them for those kind of words because those are incredibly harmful, damaging words that our children can't just say and walk away from. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter. There are going to be some consequences. That's exactly right, and severe consequences. Mm -hmm. And I think every family unit needs to have its uh, 
non-negotiable core convictions around this issue of anger, because if you don't, uh, the human nature being what it is, I think we're going to hurt each other profoundly and deeply. Well, it's like you mentioned on a previous broadcast. There, there are fences around the expression of anger, just like there are boundaries and everything else in life. And the kids need to know this is over the boundaries. Right. But within this area, we'll allow some freedom of expression. You have the right to uh, to share your frustration, to let us know how you're feeling, and to uh, express your anger. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, one of the things that we see in the scriptures, Dennis, is the injunction for fathers not to provoke their children to anger. Sometimes when our kids are angry, it's our own doing, isn't it? Yeah, over in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, and then in Colossians three twenty one, 21, uh, the apostle Paul speaks directly to fathers, and he says to them, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they be discouraged, mm-hmm. or don't provoke your children to anger. And I think there are things that fathers can do, and for that matter, mothers as well, but, but specifically what fathers do that can hurt our children and find them angry. And, of course, on the broadcast uh, a number of months ago, we had a, a gentleman on who, whose name was Lou Priolo, and he'd, he'd put together a list that we include in our book, Parenting Today's Adolescent, that talks about 25 ways to provoke your child to anger. And I'm not going to share them all, but some of these are worth mentioning and just commenting on because I believe as dads, we have some responsibility to make sure these things don't happen in our marriages and families. And the first thing he lists as something that would provoke our child to anger is if we lack marital harmony with our spouse. Mm-hmm. And I think as as dads, we need to make sure we're one with our spouse as we hammer out boundaries, points of discipline, and how we're going to raise our children. A second thing that uh, provokes a child to anger is modeling sinful anger mm-hmm. or rage. In mm-hmm. other words... A dad who just gets ticked off and throws a Kleenex box. Storms out of the house and winds up on the front step. Exactly. That uh, <laughs> that provokes children to anger, much to my shame, I'm sorry to say. Uh, another one is constantly uh, disciplining in anger mm-hmm. and always relating to them out of an angry spirit. These are all ways that fathers and mothers can model a spirit of anger before our children and provoke our teenagers to be even angrier than they already are. Barbara, one of the things we've got to help our our kids do is understand what's appropriate, uh, how they can channel that energy that's associated with anger in appropriate ways. Mm -hmm. I remember a time not too long ago when our girls were having a big argument and uh, they were feeling attacked by one another. And our oldest daughter, Rebecca, just left the room. And under some circumstances, I'll call the girls back in and make them resolve it and make them figure it out right on the spot. But at that particular time, I just let her go. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her later on, and she said, you know, Mom, what happened? She said, I went upstairs, and I was so mad at my sister. I was so angry at her that I just cleaned my room. And I said, <laughs> you what? She said, I just cleaned my room. She said, I had all this energy. I was so mad at her, and I didn't know what else to do. And she said, I just tore into cleaning my room. And she said, I cleaned it up so fast. I couldn't believe how how fast I cleaned it. And it was interesting because as she told me that, what Rebecca discovered was is that there is a proper way to handle anger. And when she got rid of some of that emotion and some of that tension and some of that uh, pent-up feeling that she had, 
uh, when she finished that and came and told me, we went and worked it out with her sister. And it was not quite as volatile because mm-hmm. she had spent a lot of that energy. And we went back to her sister and and worked out the situation, and they both made their apologies, and, and things were fine. But the temptation is for our kids and for us as adults is to take that energy that we feel that comes with being anger and take it out on the other person, whether it's physically or verbally. I got some children who really need to get angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot, there's a lot of a lot of parents going. Yeah, this this is the type of anger we need channeled uh-huh. in our home. But you know, the thing that Barbara's talking about here, I don't want our listeners to miss. That teenage girl needed a mom to come alongside her to help her know how to process her anger and then move back into those relationships and make them right. And I'm going to tell you something. Teenage girls need that from their moms and their dads, and teenage boys really need the help and may need it at times from their father. I'll never forget a... a, a comment made to me by Bill Bright. And Bill Bright, of course, is the founder and president of Campus Crusade for Christ. And I don't even know when he said this to me, but we were together probably having some ice cream, <laughs> more than likely. And I think I was musing over the the struggle it was of raising teenage boys who um, were pretty angry. Mm-hmm. And he just made an off-the-cuff comment. He said, hmm, all teenage boys are angry. And, you know, the more I've experienced in life and watched teenage boys, there is something that happens with teenage boys when the testosterone hits the veins Mm -hmm. and they begin to mature into young men. There is an anger that bubbles to the surface that they don't know what to do with. And you know what? They hurt their brothers and sisters and their their parents repeatedly. In fact, we went through a period with with Benjamin. We were uh, laughing about this on the phone, and it's good that we can laugh about it now because it wasn't funny at the time. It probably lasted for 12 months, maybe a year and a half, where he was just, he was punishing his mom. He was not being respectful of her, and he had Barbara's number. And I, I attempted to step in there, Bob, and, and protect Barbara from, from him as a young man growing up. He was 14, 15 years of age. And I remember one night it reached ahead again, and I go, son, come with me. Now, this is after Barbara and I had talked about it. We'd prayed about it. We'd prayed about it again. We'd prayed about it again. Mm-hmm. And we were desperate to see the Lord work. And our our fear was at that point, you know, we're going to lose this boy. Yeah. I, I remember, Barbara, you saying that there was a period of time when you thought, I don't know if this one's going to turn out. Oh, I felt that many, many times because I, I, I just saw the way he argued with me and pushed me on everything. There was nothing that I could say that he would go, oh, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. never. Yeah, it yeah. was constant battle, and so I I uh, I didn't grab him, but uh, I did the equivalent of a grab, <laughs> and I said, "Come with me." And we drove a few miles to a a little restaurant, and we sat across the table. And I pulled out a salt shaker and a pepper shaker, and I said, "The salt shaker is your mom, and the pepper shaker is you." And here's what's happening. And I said, "Your mom is telling you to do something," and I moved the salt shaker forward, and I said, "And what you're doing instead of submitting to your mom and obeying her." You're getting angry with your mom, and you're moving uh, your anger and emotion level to a higher pitch than your mother's. Mm-hmm. And with that, I moved the pepper shaker ahead of the salt shaker. And then I said, what's your mom doing in response to that? Well, 
she's having to feel like to gain control, she is having to increase her own emotional intensity. And with that, I move the salt shaker ahead of the pepper shaker. And I said, the war is escalating. That's exactly right. And I said, what are you doing, son? And he took the pepper shaker and moved it forward. And I said, let me just explain something to you. And I want you to understand this as clearly as I can say it. You are not going to win. (laughs) And the reason you're not going to win, and I said to him, and I said, I want you to look me in the eye. Look me face to face right now. Because I am on your mother's side, and between you and your mom is me, and you're going to have to deal with me even if you do defeat her temporarily. Do you understand, son? You will not win. I love you. I'm committed to you. I forgive you. I'll give you grace. But you know what? You are being unkind, unfair, disrespectful, disobedient, and rebellious to your mom. And it's time you stepped up to manhood and stepped toward maturity, and you did away with childishness and childish anger and began to become God's man. Well, there had been a lot of other conversations that had been futile, and they had, they had fallen on deaf ears, fallow ground. Mm-hmm. Nothing had happened, not this one. Something clicked within his soul. Maybe it was his age. Maybe it was his own emotional maturity. Maybe he was growing up. Maybe it was the appeal to his spirit to follow God and become God's man. I don't know. But it it really marked a turning point in his life and in his relationship with his mom. And, you know, I, I, I would just turn and address that mom who's beleaguered by a teen and who's just been beat up verbally and disrespected by uh, uh, their attitude, it may be time for you to enlist your husband on your behalf. Ask him to step in and intervene in this relationship and become the heavy and uh, rescue you from the hurt and the harm and the damage of something you, you shouldn't have to bear alone. And that's why God gives a child two parents, I think. I pray for that single parent right now who has to handle this on his own or her own. May God grant you grace, and may he he, uh, bring a kindred spirit helper alongside of you to bear some of the emotional weight of this, because this is some of the most challenging, difficult stuff in raising a teen today. You know, the thing that makes this a deadly trap is that if we don't do our job as parents— Anger grows into bitterness. Bitterness grows to futility. Mm -hmm. Children can wind up contemplating suicide or taking out their anger on others in their peer group, in violence, in in all kinds of, of wrong behaviors. Anger that goes unresolved results in isolation, whether we're adults or children. And in isolation, a human being, whether he is a teenager or an adult, can be convinced of anything including a voice that says, your life is worthless. Go ahead and take your own life. You're not worth anything. Thanks for listening. To find additional downloads on this or other program topics, visit our website at familylife.com.